Hello, everyone. Welcome to a very unspecial, a very wretched, a very horrible episode of Uncanny Tracks. That's right. It's the episode where Bob from Cascadia reports back from the wars. He climbs out of the trench and he tells Matt what went on during Madam Web, the 2024 blockbuster in the Sony Spider-Man universe. That's Matt from the Southland. Matt, are you ready to get webbed up? Bob, I just can't believe you went to see Madam Web. Like it's it looks so terrible. Everything about it looked awful. A friend was making fun of me for going to see it and for my expressed interest in also seeing the Craven the Hunter movie. Um, and he compared it to you've seen Hellraiser. Yes. He compared me to Uncle Frank, a guy who's so oversexed, so overstimulated <laughs> that he can't feel in any other way except for by playing with a Lamont configuration and summoning the Cenobites. And uh, my boy Noah made the point that I'm Frank and the Sony Spider-Man universe is my, uh, is my Cenobites. And let me say, Matt, the Sony Spider-Man universe has such sights to show you, such sights. Yeah, I, I want to hear about this, Bob. Tell, tell me a little about Madam Web. All right, and it doesn't. It sounds like you're in a good and healthy mind space, Matt. It sounds like you're well adjusted. It sounds like your wife loves you, your pets love you. I'm not worried about this, but before I say this, I want you to promise me that no matter what I say, you will never watch this movie. I'm not planning on watching this movie, Bob. And no, no, I, I don't want to know about your plans, Matt. I need a promise. <laughs> well, if it doesn't come to HBO Max, I'm not going to watch the film. <laughs> Okay. Okay. But do you, do you, do you not have Netflix? Cause it's probably going to come to Netflix. I think it might be on Netflix in a month. You think it might, you think it might be on Tubi? Oh man. It might be on Tubi dog. It might be. Well, Tubi, Tubi will be really easy for you to not watch. Cause they got ads on Tubi. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't do, watch it. Yeah. You do not want ads interrupting your Madam web experience, Matt. Well, Bob, if it ever airs on like USA network at some point, like during the middle of the day and I'm home, Maybe I'll watch it. Maybe. I don't know, Bob. I'll tell you All what. Right. I'll, 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 I'll tell you what, Bob. I'll make this promise. I will not watch Madam Web until you die. Okay. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. I accept that. I accept that. There you go. I, I, I mean, I can't, I can't be held responsible for what happens after my death. That's fine. One, one other thing. So, Matt, what are the three Marvel movies coming out this year? So, I think there's Deadpool and Wolverine, which Ugh. looks great to me. And even though you think Ugh. it's – I like Deadpool, too. I was okay with Deadpool 1. I, I think you would enjoy both all these films if you would actually watch them. That's not true. Okay. <laughs> you went to see Madam Web. <laughs> like, your opinion, I mean, like, <laughs> I don't even Like, how can you get worse? Like, I don't know. Well, keep going. What are the, what are the other two uh, MCU movies? Hold on. Hold on. You got to give me a second here. All right. Uh, there's a Venom. Venom 3 is coming out. And Craven the Hunter. Oh, no, no. Those are Sony Spider-Man. Oh, oh, oh. M M MCU. Oh, uh, I think that's... You, bet, you best believe I'm going to see Craven and Venom 3, Matt. You best yeah, believe. But you're not going to see Deadpool and Wolverine. <laughs> that no, makes no. no sense at all. Sorry, Captain America Brave New World is the oh, other. Oh, yeah, no. I'm not seeing that. Uh, and the reason I'm not seeing that is I get the feeling that I would have need to have watched Falcon and Winter Soldier to understand Cap 4. And there's no way in the world I'm watching another Marvel Disney miniseries. Oh. Burned too many times. No, I don't. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that they're going to give you a little synopsis at the beginning in case you didn't watch it all. And no, I, there wasn't no, that much that it. happened in it. Not doing it. Yeah. And then the other one is uh, Agatha Harkness. Oh, that's not a movie. That's a miniseries. Right. So that's all we've got coming out of Marvel in the next. Okay. Yeah. So I, I hated WandaVision. So no way in the world am I going to watch the spinoff. I hated WandaVision. Jeez, Bob. Your taste in these I mean, more in these movies is like weird. I, WandaVision's well, so okay. I, the, MC, the MCU is boring, Matt. It's just really boring. And I want to make clear that the average MCU movie is better than Madame Web easily, easily. But this movie, I would still say, I've had more fun thinking about it than I have Black Panther 2 or Ant-Man 3. Those are two of the worst films I've ever seen. Okay. Like, and I'll give you this, Bob. I didn't see Ant-Man 3 because I didn't see Ant-Man 2. Because Ant-Man 1 was just okay for me, so I, I get what you're... In my memory, Ant-Man and Ant-Man 2 were both okay, but Ant-Man 3 was so terrible, I questioned my memory. And then Black Panther 2 was, was bad, but yeah, I, I, don't, yeah. I don't think they knew where they were going with that, because there's... Yeah, it's, it's hard to make a movie after your star dies. Right. I, I, they, they shouldn't have done it like that, 
but you know, it's a hard situation. And I do want to be clear, Matt, the biggest problem with Madam Web is like literally just on a technical level. I, 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 there's two different theories about this movie. Was this movie, is this a leftover script from the nineties? That's one theory. I believe that theory, but cutting against that is another thing, which is, I swear to God, this screenplay was written by AI. There's no way a human wrote the lines of dialogue in this movie. And Matt, I'm not somebody who close reads film dialogue, but I swear to God, every line of dialogue in this movie is longer than it needs to be. There's an extra two clauses in every sentence (laughs) that don't need to be there. And you're just squirming in your seat about why is this taking so long? And so not only is the dialogue really badly written and needlessly long, but everybody in the cast sucks. Everybody does a terrible job. And some of these people have competently acted in other things. Not, not, not all of them, but some of them have. And it also sounds they shot this movie like Italian style. Have you ever seen an Italian movie from the 60s and the 70s? Yeah, you've got the flashback piece. Is that a part of it? Well, it's partly the flashback, but there's Clint Eastwood westerns, like The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, for a few dollars more, those. Yeah. Yeah. So the reason it and Italian movies didn't just get Clint Eastwood, they also got like actors like Burt Reynolds, Charles Bronson, Carol Baker, and had them in their movies. And the reason they were able to do that was that until sometime in the 80s, they shot Italian movies like they were silent movies, and then they just overdubbed the voice on top of the on top of the footage does that make sense oh okay huh so that's why you would get all these american actors and english actors going to italy to make movies because for the italian market they would just dub an italian voice over them right yeah okay that makes sense yeah so it sounds like they did that with this movie but that every line of dialogue was recorded by the cast member on zoom and it was really lagging very <laughs> it, it's incredible and all this only gets worse because do you know what madam webb's powers are now uh, she can i mean she can see in the past right not just the past matt the or in the future, future. she's seen the clairvoyant future. okay she's clairvoyant and so so many scenes that and you would think like oh oh you're gonna make a movie about a clairvoyant about a seer about someone who can see the future you would think that would mean you would do action scenes multiple times right right no, no, no. Instead, you would take the most banal dialogue scenes you have, the worst dialogue scenes you have, and then you would have her relive them two or three times until she figures out that, oh, she's seeing a possible future. Yeah, well, here's the thing, Bob. Uh, so in order to advertise this film, Dakota Johnson hosted Saturday Night Live. And Dakota Johnson, <laughs> she plays Madam Webb, you know, that's, that's, I'm sure you're familiar with her. So anyway, Well, she- well to, a, a slight correction there. The movie's called Madam Web. Dakota Johnson is not Madam Web until the last minute. Oh. Like, f- for most of the movie, she's just Cassie Webb. Gotcha. Madam Web's real name. She's not it 90s Marvel or 90s superhero movie style. She's not the hero until literally the very, very end of the movie, the last minute. So during Dakota Johnson's monologue, Bob, she said Sony wrote a movie with AI that your boyfriend will enjoy. So if you were asking earlier about if the dialogue was written by AI, it probably was. Yeah, it, it has to be. It has to be. And I think I the just, lead star just, I think the lead star practically confirmed that. So it's just, yeah. Yeah, it's insane. So th- this is skipping ahead um, a little, then we'll, we'll come back. But have you seen Dakota Johnson in anything? Dakota Johnson is famous, Bob, because her dad is Don Johnson and her mother oh. is Melanie Griffith, but she was also uh. she was also in Fifty Shades of Grey. She was the main character in that in those films. Yeah. Okay. So that's what she's famous for. But uh some someone on a, someone asked her one of the funniest jokes I heard on that SNL thing too is they did the roast of Dakota Johnson, okay? And one of the guys says, do you still have to audition or do they give you the part as soon as Aubrey Plaza says no? That's good. That's good. <laughs> she is not Aubrey Plaza. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> like, 
So I've seen so I've seen Dakota Johnson, I guess, in the Fifty Shades of Grey trailers, just the trailers. Yeah. And I've seen her in two mob movies I've watched. Uh, one was with Johnny Depp called Black Mass, and one was uh, set at a hotel on the California Nevada line called Bad Times at the El Royale. Oh, that's a great movie. I, I love that movie. I, yeah, she's in both of those movies, but I don't I remember don't her. Remember. <laughs> I don't remember don't, her either, Bob. Yeah. I don't remember that either. Yeah. I watched the whole film, and I still don't know what her character. I don't remember which character she was because she just doesn't stand out. She doesn't stand out. Her acting is I, wooden yeah. as it can possibly be, and it's 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 I not that Aubrey Plaza thing either. That's the thing. Yeah. You, you can't even make that comparison really, but because it's just not the same. I think in Bad Times at the El Royale, maybe she's one of. Is it Chris Hemsworth who has cultist in that movie? Maybe yes. she's one of his cultists. I, yeah, I it's a possibility. Know. I'll have to, I don't know. That was a great film, though, but I do not remember her at all in it. I, I have no clue what who she played. Yeah. So I I don't feel like I have enough evidence to definitively say Dakota Johnson is a bad actress. Well, she's a bad I actress. I, I can tell you she's I, a bad actress. But this is, uh, certainly she is terrible in Madam Web. That, that is certainly true. When I, I saw that, that she was Madam Web, Bob, I questioned their casting choice. But it sounds like uh, they were, it sounds to me like they were like testing the waters with a lot here just to see, okay, so <laughs> we're going to write the film with AI. <laughs> we're going to cast someone that we know is not that great of an actress <laughs> to put in the main role. I don't know how much they paid her, but I'm sure it wasn't significant. I mean, think about it. There's so many different well, things here. Like, apparently her and Sydney whatever who's the the actress who plays um, the Julia Carpenter spider woman yes apparently they or at least this is what their their press agents are putting out they thought this was going to be an MCU movie and it you know it's not it's only quote in association with yeah. Marvel Studios yeah so They're Matt I do want to come back to what was the, the actual main purpose the real reason this film exists why, Bob? Do you have any idea what the real reason for this film existing is? Well, most films are created, Bob, so that you can have you can advertise. Was there were there advertisements? Yes. yes. This is this is a Pepsi product ad. There's <laughs> Pepsi all over this movie. Uh, literally, the the actress, the young actress playing Maddie Franklin, the the Spider Girl character, Maddie Franklin, she basically has an orgasm when she gets a Pepsi bottle at the end of the the movie she's so happy that she gets to drink a pepsi mountain <laughs> dew is all over this movie and there's both a key early scene and uh, the climax of the movie take place in a pepsi warehouse pepsi but War <laughs> the thing you learn about pepsi and this is what actually makes me question this that this is actually was paid for by pepsi apparently matt pepsi is explosive oh so to kill the villain, the uh, Madam Web and the Spider Girls run around this Pepsi warehouse, putting emergency flares from an ambulance in different crates of what I presume is Pepsi. And then the flares go off, and then the crates of what I presume are Pepsi catch fire, and the warehouse starts to burn down. It sounds like they. It sounds like the AI, like when the AI thing, they said have to advertise Pepsi somehow, and this is yeah. what it produced, pep, exploding well, Pepsi. And do you know what kills the villain of the movie, Matt? No, Bob. It's the lowercase p from the Pepsi warehouse sign <laughs> falls on him. This is terrible. Oh my Mad God. Madam Webb herself is nearly killed by the by the S from the Pepsi sign. So so, wow. Yeah. This my friend Noah was speculating that actually this wasn't paid for by Pepsi. It was paid for by Coke because it <laughs> makes Pepsi look so bad. Pepsi's officially lost the Cola Wars thanks to Madam Webb. Wow. Yeah. I mean, in a real sense, whether Pepsi paid for this or whether Coke paid for it to humiliate Pepsi, Pepsi's lost, man. Pepsi's Whew. over. How can Pepsi return from this? Jeez, man. So, Matt, when I saw the trailer for this, um, I thought this was going to be a movie about spider women three or four spider women to the point where I questioned why are they calling it spider women? Why aren't they calling it spider women instead of Madam Web? Did you get that vibe from the trailer? I did. And let me tell you, when I saw the trailer, I got vibes that this was going to be like the birds of prey film. It's like the emancipation of mm -hmm. Harley Quinn Harley or whatever Quinn. it was called. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a little more like that. And that was sort of an origin story where you met all these different characters and they became, no, Matt, you, 
you were wrong. It's actually more like the Birds of Prey, the TV show. <laughs> from the WB? From the WB, yes. Oh, the the pre-Arrow, pre-CW, Birds of Prey TV show. So one thing is every Spider-Woman in this movie, except for Madam Web, is a teenager. I don't know how old the actresses are. I think the actress playing Julia Carpenter is like 26. But the characters are supposed to be high schoolers. Yeah. Which Makes it a little weird how thirsty this movie wants you to be for the three main teenage girls. There, two of them are wearing belly shirts. One of them is wearing a really short skirt. And there's a scene where they like table dance to Britney Spears. And it's, even though I don't think these women are teenagers, I think they're all probably actresses in their 20s. Why is the film trying to make me lust after like teenage girls it's very sick it's i mean frankly yeah. it's sick there's no well sydney sweeney is famous for euphoria where she plays a high school girl yeah yeah I, i'm yeah. thinking that's th that's yeah that was the what they were yeah. going for well I've, I've never seen euphoria but from what i understand there's there's at least stuff going on in euphoria it's, it's an interesting portrayal of teenage life i guess yeah yeah i mean i've watched a couple of episodes it's 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 interesting but i mean you do have to the whole point though is that they are using adult actors to play teenagers which uh, i mean yeah. for the scene for what they're discussing and talking about that makes sense in euphoria whereas here yeah. i didn't see the movie but i'm assuming it's not as adult as euphoria no no, yeah. no. well and so the other insane thing is that there are the three spider girls but that madam webb has her powers in the movie more or less the spider girls never get their powers what and yeah and you know the scenes of them in costume that you saw in the trailer yeah in the posters in this and cut stuff of the film, yeah in this cut of the film at least they're only in costume for like two minutes the so the villain who we'll talk about in a minute he's tormented by a vision of those three uh spider girls coming to kill him in his apartment and succeeding and then at the end, Madam Web, once she's actually Madam Web, uh, has a vision of the three Spider Girls in costume with powers doing their Spider Girl thing. But that's it. They don't have their powers in the movie. They don't get their powers in the movie. They don't have costumes in the movie. These are all just visions of the future. That is so lame. What? Like, how are they? Do they at least set up anything that, like, points in the direction of, like, the origins from the comics, like with... Spider-Woman, you know, getting the testing done on her or whatever that turns her into Spider-Woman or? No, no, not at all. Not at all. And so the the weird thing here, Matt, so I, I've compared this to Birds of Prey. I'm also going to compare it to Smallville. So, and this is actually, this is actually something that's constant through this Sony Spider-Man universe that I find fascinating. So in the Venom movie, the entire point of the Venom movie is that you have symbiotes that can make people Spider-Man, right? Right. They're Venom or they're Carnage or they're Toxic or they're, you know, Shriek or whatever. Or Shriek's not a symbiote, but you, you get my meaning. They're, they're, they're stand-in Spider-Man. So that's in Venom. And then in Morbius, you get, you get vamped. You become a Morb. You become a vampire. And you're basically Spider-Man. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you do yeah. 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 Pretty much. And so the, the, the Sony Spider-Man franchise without Spider-Man is a long series of coming up with many, many substitutes for Spider-Man. That's basically yeah. the project, right? You're right. And so here, the version that takes is, Matt, what if I told you there was a tribe of people in the Peruvian Amazon who were spider people? who wear jungle versions of Spider-Man's costume and jump around a little. Okay. So, like, there, there's a whole tribe of Spider-Men and Spider-People in the jungle in the background of this movie, and maybe you're supposed to assume that the, the jungle Spider-People from Peru make the three Spider-Girls Spider-Girls, but that's nev there's nothing that really clarifies that. This is the weirdest Bob. I don't even know. Are we going to have Craven hunting these spider tribe people? Is that what they're setting up? The trailer I saw about Craven the Hunter made it look like a generic action movie where he had animal senses. Okay. That, that was the trailer I saw. If he were hunting either the spider girls or the spider people, 
I think that would be pretty cool. I'd be down for that. I, I certainly, I certainly uh, want some sort of payback for this movie. But no, I, I got the sense that Craven will be a kind of like standalone generic action movie. Yeah, this is insane, Bob. If you're gonna have these characters and not even pursue anything that's remotely connected to them, other than their identities, just their names. What else? What else, do the characters act like they're supposed to? Does Madam Web act like Madam Web, or is she just uh, Dakota Johnson? This is where it, <laughs> this is where it gets hard. Uh, the only Madam Web stuff I, I I don't know that I've ever read a comic where Madam Web has, plays an important role. The only real exposure I have to Madam Web is in the Spider-Man animated series from the '90s, where she's like the multiversal conduit or whatever. Yeah, that's kind of my thing too. I really only know her from that animated series, and she doesn't look anything like Dakota Johnson or seems to be doing anything Dakota Johnson's doing in this film. Well, I mean, I will say to give Dakota Johnson credit, so. She gets apparently paralyzed and blinded in the final fight scene from falling in water. That's a little ambiguous how that would happen. <laughs> falling in water. <laughs> she broke her uh, legs she, falling in the water. <laughs> yeah. She, she, well, she does that a lot. She falls in water at least three times in this movie. That's actually what originally triggers her powers, too, is she falls in water. Okay. And she was, she was also water birthed. We'll get into that in a minute. Uh, so, you know, water's doing a whole lot of symbolic lifting in this movie. And it would seem, it, I, I, sorry, I lost my train of thought, but I will, to give Dakota Johnson credit, in that last scene, she looks full on Madam Web from the comics. You, got, you can't take that away from her. The Spider Girls, they, you get some sense of what they look like and their powers from this two minute scene where they're trying to kill the villain. And I guess, I guess it's comics accurate. I actually have to confess, I've never read a comic where, so the three Spider Girls are Ariana, or Arana, uh, Julia Carpenter, and Maddie Franklin. And I've never really read a comic where any of them are majorly important. I've seen the 90s Iron Man cartoon where Julia Carpenter's in that, but I, I couldn't tell you really anything much about their personalities. But, Spider Woman is the, the one I'm the most familiar with. Uh, yeah, that's because, Julia Carpenter. Yeah, Julia Carpenter. And that's because she was in some of the video games as well, like in oh, Marvel Legends, things like that, yeah. You're sure it's her and not Jessica Drew? Oh, well, now that could be different. It's the costume that Sydney Sweeney wears, so. Okay, that is, that is yeah, so the, the kind of black costume, that's Julia Carpenter. Yeah. Whereas Jessica Drew is that red costume from the late 70s, early 80s. Oh, no, 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 not that one, no. But now, Maddie Franklin, that's the niece of uh, J. Jonah Jameson, J. Jonah right? Jameson, yes. Yeah, yes. okay. And they actually do, they do reference Jonah in this movie. Maddie Franklin makes a quick reference to her uncle Jonah. Oh, good, okay, so we do have that connection at least. And then this, uh, the Anya Corazon Arana, I have no idea who that is, Bob. They introduced her, I think, in the 2000s. She was like this spade of characters that were supposed to be like young characters that were to catch on. Uh, the really smart guy, um, Amadeus Cho, who's a Hulk sidekick, I think she and he were like introduced in the same series. Okay. So I, I, I can't really say anything about these characters' personalities or traits or powers in the comics. I will say... In the movie, they do establish the three Spider Girls as all having pretty distinct personalities. I mean, they're really, really simplistic personalities, but it's like Julia Carpenter is this neglected, unwanted daughter in her dad's second marriage. She is always sucking up to Madame Webb and is clearly desperately seeks adult approval. That's Sydney Sweeney or Julia Carpenter. Maddie Franklin is portrayed as really rich, really kind of devil may care but also aggressive uh, black girl. Uh, she's the one who's probably the closest to being a full character of the three. Uh, and then Aranya or Anya Corazon is basically just portrayed as being a math nerd. You know this because she has like a math shirt and she occasionally does very, very easy math and it's treated like it's deeply impressive. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I would say that Maddie Franklin is the closest to being a character. And uh, Anya Corazon, at least that's presented in this movie, is the, is the furthest away from being a character. I really figured the Julia Carpenter Spider Woman was going to play a bigger piece, especially since they got. I think Sydney Sweeney is probably your 
like most recognizable of this. Well, that's the thing too. Like I feel like even their casting was so off because Julia, because I know Dakota Johnson has been around longer and been in some bigger films, but Julia Sweeney is like turning into America's sweetheart at this point. I think. But this is probably going to bomb a career. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, it's it'll be it, it's a real question about whether her career can survive yeah. this. I think. And then the other two so, characters, I don't know. I, I really don't have any. They just yeah. kind of were there, and I'm like, okay, in the in the trailer at least. It's like there's other Spider Women. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, well, like I said, the, the trailer makes you think they're Spider Women, but really they're Spider Girls. Yeah. But yeah, it's oh god, it's crazy. So Matt, do you know when this movie is set? Is it not set in present day? No, you would think that, but no. Uh, it's set in 2003, which Why? is absolutely wild. Well, so sometimes it's because they want to do a conscious nostalgia piece, right? I already mentioned the scene of the three Spider Girls table dancing to Britney Spears' Toxic. So sometimes it's because they want to do that. Other times they seem to totally forget that it's set in 2003 and that it, it could just as easily be set in the present day. But... The real reason, Matt, I already said that this is uh, the Birds of Prey, the Birds of Prey, the TV show of Marvel movies. What if I told you it's also the Smallville, the TV show of Marvel movies? What do you mean by that? So, Matt, do you know who uh, do you know who Madam Webb's best friend and her partner as a paramedic is in this movie? No. Do you, did, did you pick up on who the actor was from the trailer? Was it uh, is it Adam Scott? It is Adam Scott. Do you do you have an opinion on Adam Scott? I really don't have an opinion on Adam Scott. He usually he shows up to be like the annoying entitled character. Yeah. He was in Step Brothers. He was also on Parks and Recreation. He becomes a love interest, but he's really odd at the beginning. He has I one of those punchable he, I, faces when you look at him. <laughs> yeah, he plays the coked up baseball scout in Eastbound and Down for a couple episodes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't have much of an opinion about him. He was fine in Eastbound and Down. I don't really have an, much of an opinion about him beyond that. He's terrible in this, although, again, I, I'd be willing to say not his fault with Dakota Johnson. I would, I would want to judge them as terrible based on other work. But uh, so he is, uh, he is uh, Cassie Webb's paramedic partner, but he's also somebody you know from the Spider-Man mythos, Matt. You, you care to guess? I don't have a clue, Bob. Well, Matt, so... If, uh, if we take this movie as being, say, a prequel to the Tom Holland movies, <laughs> and if it's set in, say, 2003, okay, what might be going on in this 2003 movie? The, the, oh, the Sam Raimi? No, 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 the Tom oh, Holland. Oh, the Tom Holland, oh. Though uh, it, it is, you're right that there does seem to be a weird nostalgia piece for Sam Raimi Spider-Man by setting it, like, you know, right after the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Yeah, because that would have been when, I think, yeah. Spider-Man 2 came, or Spider-Man, either Spider-Man 2 or 3 came out around that time. I think it would have been between Spider-Man 1 and 2, I think. Yeah. I don't know, who is it, Bob? Adam Scott is Ben Parker, Matt. What? And, and, not only is uh, Ben Parker a major character in this movie, he references that he's just found a really wonderful woman, although he doesn't name her, but clearly he's talking about May. So it seems like he's probably talking about Marissa Tomei May Par as May Parker. And and not only is uh, Ben Parker in this movie, Matt, do you know who else is in this movie? Mary Parker. Do you know who Mary Parker is, Matt? Is that Ben's? That's, no, who is that? Help it's me. Ben's sister-in-law, Peter's mother. And... Not only is Mary Parker in this movie, but she's pregnant. Oh, God. And really? So, yeah. And so Ben drags Cassie Webb to a baby shower. No. Pregnant Mary Parker. Yep. 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 Which yep. would be Peter and, Parker, which is Spider-Man. So yep. they actually got... Well, they technically well, well, have... Well, they don't say Peter, Matt. They never say Peter. They play a game where they guess what Mary's going to name her child. But the word Peter is never said. Oh, my God. This is awful. And and Richard Parker, Mary's husband, is mentioned, but he's off. They don't say doing spy stuff, but he's off doing spy stuff in like Mumbai or Singapore. <laughs> this is awful. Oh, it gets better. It gets better, bro. It gets better. So, and I, I actually think there's like deep <laughs> symbolic importance to this, and we're gonna talk about that in a minute. But but so, basically, I already said the villain you know, is having visions that the three spider girls are going to kill him, right? Yes. So he is trying to kill the three spider girls and Madam Webb is protecting the three spider girls from him. That makes sense? 
Yes, that makes sense. So what Madam Web decides she has to do in the midst of the villain trying to kill the three spider girls is she has to leave them and go to Peru for a week to discover her true origins. Oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. So she just leaves the three spider girls with Ben Parker in Mary and Richard Parker's home where Mary is pregnant with a son. And the these three teenage girls just apparently just hang out in this house and don't leave the house. And we'll get to why they can't leave in a moment. But they just hang out in this house for a week with Adam Scott and Mary Parker. And then Mary Parker goes into labor. And so Adam oh, Scott God, has no. to drive Mary Parker to the hospital. And so the start of the climax of the movie is Madam Webb getting back from Peru to rescue the three spider girls and the in process of being born Peter Parker from the villain. Oh my God, this is so bad, Bob. This is like the worst thing. <laughs> I want to watch this now just because it sounds so awful. This is Matt, terrible. That's why I made you prom- not while I'm alive, Matt. But Bob, but Bob, I, I got to see Peter Parker's baby shower. <laughs> and you do actually, you do actually see baby Peter Parker at the end of the movie. Oh. Although again, he's still never called Peter, but you, you do see born baby Parker at the end. This is ridiculous. Yeah, it's uh, Can we get, so uh, you see how in, in Venom, they create Spider-Man from Venom, from symbiotes in yeah. Morb. It's from vamp vamping here. It's both, you know, the Peruvian spider people, but it's also just you actually have Spider-Man, sort of. This is so terrible. Like, I can't even, like, justify I can't even, I, I don't even have questions to ask because it's so stupid that I don't even want any justification on anything. I just want, like, yeah, this is, ter- this is, this was odd. Bob, this had to have been actually been written by AI. There's no, like, <laughs> the way you're describing it. I could see what they put in there. Like, they needed this. We have to have Spider-Man, and at some point, we can't call him Spider-Man. We yeah. can't have, you know... Well, and they were hoping that this would succeed, and they were hoping that this could be a prequel to the Tom Holland Spider-Man. Is that That's my belief. Yeah. There's a lot they were trying Although to do this, here that just does not take off. It's, this is awful. It also, it also gets very complicated, because fact-check me on this. So, Venom... The Venom movies take place on a parallel Earth, right? Yeah. And then at the end of Venom 2, we see Venom on the MCU Earth. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. In Mexico or something like that. Yeah, in Mexico. And then Morbius or Morb, that takes place on the same parallel Earth that Venom takes place on because your favorite line from Morbius is where he says, I'm Venom. Yeah, that's, that's, that's and everyone's favorite line. Everybody's favorite line. Not just I shouldn't single you out, Matt. America's yeah. favorite line. Yeah. From we all loved it. That's why we all went to see it twice. That's yeah. why we all were like, bring it back, Sony. Bring it back for another week. Oh, no. I, I saw it twice, Matt. Yeah, I saw see? it twice. So, but then at the end of Morbius, Vulture, the top, Michael Keaton is Vulture, although not really Michael Keaton playing him, but Michael Keaton is Vulture from the Tom Holland Spider-Man comes to Morbius and Venom's Earth, right? Yes. Okay. And then Tom Holland Spider-Man is fully just on the MCU Earth, right? Correct, yes. Okay, so I think that this movie was intended, even though it's supposed to be Sony Spider-Man universe, I think this movie has to take place on the MCU Earth. And we're seeing the birthing circumstances of Tom Holland as Peter Parker. Does that track? That does track, yes. Yes. So it's wild because it means in the Sony Spider-Man universe Earth, there's, as far as we know yet, no Spider-Man. There's just vampire and symbiote substitutes for Spider-Man. But in the MCU Earth, if we take this movie as canon, which it won't be accepted as canon, but if we take this movie as canon... It means that before the Avengers and before Tom Holland Spider-Man, in about 2008, in the MCU Earth, there were a gang of Spider-Girls who went around fighting crime and killing people. 
Yeah, Bob, spider so everything. You see doesn't why? Sound like, doesn't this sound like a fun yeah, universe to be a part of? Yeah, it does. It does. Think and of you all see the potential. why I compare this to Smallville? Yeah. I mean, you see why? Because it's in the same way that in Smallville, as I understand it, basically everything else in the DC universe existed before Superman. Yes. Or in Gotham, great. everything else, yeah, in Batman existed before Batman. Here with Madam Web, and also to a lesser extent with the other Sony Spider-Man movies, we've arrived at a point where everything Spider-Man related, Spider-Man knockoff, Spider-Man derivative, actually predates Spider-Man itself. Yeah, this is insane. It's like they tried to do one of those shows, but in film version. You can't... The reason that like Gotham and Smallville happened that way is because they kept getting renewed for new for new seasons, so they kept having to add more stuff and more yeah, mythos yeah. and add more lore and all this crap. Yeah. But in a film that's only, what is this, two and a, an hour and a half? I mean, how are you going to cover all that? And why? Why would you want well, to do that? Well, no, it's, it's a two-hour movie, Matt, and to go back to the original point, you really feel the two hours. You do. <laughs> because of Madam Webb's powers, you have to re-experience scenes two and three times. Let, let me just be clear. You really feel the two hours of this movie. You notice. You get uncomfortable in your seat. God. Oh, well. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you, Bob. This sounds terrible. It sounds like one of the worst films they've ever made at this point. I don't, I don't think that. All right. We're, we're winding down, but we have a few other things to go. So, oh shit! There's more. Do you know who the? V oh, there's more. Do you know who the villain is, Matt? Okay, the, it, from what I got from the trailers, it's some guy that's dressed like Spider-Man, but not as agile. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a, that's an interesting way of putting it. Yeah. Do you remember the the terrible JMS run on Amazing Spider-Man? Yes. Yeah. 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 Do you remember the old guy he introduces in the beginning of that run? Ezekiel yeah. Sims. Yes, Ezekiel Sims. Yes, 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 because he was such a random ass character. Yes, I remember him, and he was mentioned yeah, do, later. Do you like remember? The... Well, no, this is after the Clone Saga. Oh, after the Clone, Clone Saga. Saga is like mid nineties. That's right. That's this right. is like early two thousands. JMS's run is also the run where there's a nine eleven issue where you see Doctor Doom. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. Okay, yes. All right, I just pulled a picture. Yes, Ezekiel Sims. I do remember this. I don't. Uh, yeah. Do you remember what his deal was? No, something to do with uh, so, something with spiders, though. Like, apparently, yes, yes. So he has Spider-Man powers, and so in the comics, you always see him walking around in a suit, but with no shoes and walking on walls, right? Right. And you find out that there's something to do with like Spider-Man is the avatar of a spider god, and all of his villains are avatars of other different animal spirits. That's why you have so many animal villains, Doc Ock, Chameleon, et cetera. That, yeah. that track. Yeah, I got that. That track. You have goblins, a, 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 real, a real animal that in, inhabits people too. <laughs> so, so, yeah, basically Ezekiel Sims, who does later uh, turn bad in the JMS run, is the villain here. And it's totally unexplicable or inexplicable because you don't know at all why he's doing what he's doing. Not that I really wanted to know, but he kills Cassie Webb's mother when she's hunting for a, uh, for a rare spider in the Amazon and then presumably gets bit by that spider and gets the bootleg spider powers. <laughs> and then what he does in the ensuing 30 years, not at all clear, but it seems maybe he's running some sort of evil company, Kingpin or Norman Osborn style. Yeah. And that's why the Spider Girls are coming to kill him. So there's no real clear motive. But, well, he has a clear motive in that he has this vision of the Spider Girls coming to kill him. And so he wants to kill them first. And that's it. Teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. But why he, why he, Cassie Webb's mother is never explained. Very unclear. Okay. Yeah. Or like he, he vaguely alludes to being traumatized, but the, the trauma is not spelled out, thank God. Um, and so sometimes it's very unclear. Sometimes in this movie, he's just in a suit, like the character is in the, in the comics. Sometimes he doesn't have shoes, like the character doesn't have shoes in the comics because he wants to walk on walls. And then sometimes he's in this bootleg uh, Spider-Man costume. The way uh, the way Noah described it was, it looks like what Miles Morales' stunt double would wear. It's got all these lines on it, but they're not the right lines. But they're no, not the Spider-Man lines. lines. Yeah, they're, they're wrong weird. Lines. So yeah, it's not just that it's not just that Madame Web is having to protect the Spider Girls and being born Peter Parker 
from a villain, but she's having to protect them from bootleg Spider-Man. This this is awful. And this is so bad. There, there is an origin of an interesting idea going on here where the movie is treating Spider-Man as a horror movie character, which there is something interesting there, right? The idea of being pursued by someone with Spider-Man's powers is horrible. Right. It's going for an interesting thing there, but it just can't commit to it. And it doesn't do anything really, really interesting with it. Yeah. So the, we come to our next connection, Matt. We've talked about the connection to Smallville. We've talked about the connection to the Sam Raimi films. We've talked about the connection to Birds of Prey, the TV show. Matt, what if I told you that this movie was ripping off a movie that came out five years after it set, The Dark Knight? Wow, Bob, how is it doing that? The Dark Knight well, was a, a decent film. So, Ezekiel Sims, a.k.a. Bootleg Spider-Man, wants to kill the Spider-Girls. Okay. The, the future Spider-Girls. How do you think he tracks them down? Well, it's 2003, so I guess it's not their cell phones. Cell phones are involved. They are involved. Okay. Uh, do you remember what uh, Batman and Alfred do at the end of The Dark Knight? Batman and Alfred or Batman and uh, Lucius Fox? Or maybe it's Lucius Fox. You're talking about tracking people through their cell phones? Yes, yes. So, wait, in 2003? See, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. In 2003, bootleg Spider-Man, in his, in his nice suit, goes to the opera. And he just starts annoying this woman at the opera who's played by Jill Hennessy from Law and Order. Okay. And at first I thought it was like a harassment campaign. She was some sort of business rival or she was an employee who was blowing the whistle on him or something. And he was annoying her to intimidate her. That was my first read on the scene. But no, he, he was seducing her. And so <laughs> we go back to his penthouse, the penthouse in which the spider girls are gonna break in and murder him. He has the dream again about the spider girls. And then he explains this to Jill Hennessy as they lay in bed post-coitus. And then he poisons her and says that he'll kill her if she doesn't give him her NSA password. And then she gives him her NSA password and then he lets her die anyway. Okay. And then he gets, um, he, he gets the NSA password. And Matt, do you remember in uh, Morbius the movie, there was a cop? who was apparently actually a character in Spider-Man comics and in some versions of the trailer had a cybernetic arm but didn't have a cybernetic arm in the actual film. I do remember that. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so there's a there's a new character introduced here. Uh, she's played by Peggy's lesbian friend from Mad Men, and she's a very good actress on Mad Men. It's you know, great show, great show. But there's a redhead brought in here, uh, played by Joyce from Mad Men, and basically, with the NSA password from Jill Hennessy, Ezekiel Sims, a.k.a. Bootleg Spider-Man, sets up this random redhead as Oracle, where she's hacking into the NSA databases. She's on all, uh, you know, like, cop channels. She has all surveillance cameras in this New York City oh, at her gosh. disposal, that sort of thing. Yeah. And they were, But they made such a big deal out of this red-headed Oracle that, like, I assumed that she had to be, like, a comics character. No, she's just a random character. They just invented her for this. Oh, trying to make original characters, Bob. What's wrong with that? <laughs> and so that's why the girls have to stay at Richard and Mary Parker's house and not leave it oh for a, God. a week. Because the NSA would get them. Although the hilarious thing is, is that Madam Webb and the Spider-Girls never actually know that NSA and cameras are how Ezekiel is tracking them. And so they, they never know that. The plot never reveals that to them, but they just instinctually know, okay, we can't leave this house for a week while Madam Webb runs to Peru. Well, Bob, there's spider women, shouldn't that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Magic. All right. Now, Matt, I know I've talked a lot at you, but are you ready for my ultra theory of this movie? Sure, Bob. Hit me with the ultra theory. Before I, before I tell you the ultra theory, Matt, have you seen the clip of Kamala Harris say, asking, did you just fall out of the coconut tree? And then uncomfortably laughing and then explaining in a very condescending way that we all exist in the context of everyone who came before us? Yes, Bob, I have heard that. What if I told you that I think Kamala Harris and Madam Webb are the same person? You see, because <laughs> Madam Webb falls a lot in this movie. Yes. And I mean, 
there are not coconut trees in the Peruvian Amazon, to my knowledge, but there are a lot of trees and spider people do fall out of them. And then when Madame Webb goes into her clairvoyant state, she sees the webs connecting all of us. She sees how we're all connected. And, and what this movie specifically is about, it's about how the spider girl's parents are all terrible parents and don't care about them. So the spider girls are these young millennial feminists being neglected by their boomer parents. You, we might even say that their boomer parents are Joe Biden. And Kamala Harris is a Gen Xer. I, you know, as Cassie Webb, Kamala Harris is a Gen X feminist who can see everything and knows everything and knows that sometimes, Matt, losing is winning. And sometimes even when your Gen X feminist new mom abandons you and goes to Peru for a week for no real reason, she's not really abandoning you, Matt. She's going to come back and the Democratic Party is going to win. So that's what I really think this movie is about, is about three millennial feminists discovering that they need to ally with Gen X and not the boomers. Do you follow me? Yeah, Bob, I feel like you were really bored during this movie and you came up with something just to try to appease your 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 your, your brain. No, it's, it's there. <laughs> Dakota, D- Dakota Johnson is Kamala Harris. That is that is the theme of this movie. That is the theme of this movie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Matt, did you look up if there was an end credit scene to this? Actually, no, Bob. I'm usually excited about end credit scenes, but I, after Aquaman 2's, I just gave up. I don't think. Oh, did. what was Aquaman's two twos? I don't know what Aquaman two's. Uh, Aquaman, one of the characters is eating a roach. Huh. That was it. Like one of the Atlantis characters. Yes, I don't remember which one. Huh. I, I didn't. Yeah. You know, is it, it Willem Dafoe? No. Or did he die in the first one? I don't remember. I don't remember either, Bob. But I'm just saying that that was the end credit for that. And I was like, it I, was. I, it wasn't Nicole Kidman, was it? No, it was a dude. I think it's supposed to be Aquaman's brother. I think. Oh, Orm, Ocean Maybe. Master. Maybe. Yeah. Huh. But yeah, Bob, see, yes. in credit, is there an in credit scene to this? No, there's not. I mean, in a way, Madam Webb's vision of the three spider girls fighting crime in the future is sort of already the in credit scene, if you feel me. Right. But it's foreshadowing for a I film was, that's never going to happen. Yeah. I was so tired and uh, needed to go to the bathroom so badly, and the theater raised the lights on the credits, which they, I think they usually raise the lights on in credit scenes anyway, which is annoying. But I, I was just, even if there is one, I'm not sticking around for this. Yeah. Well, Matt, th- this sounds like a terrible movie, and it is, in fact, a terrible movie. It's, again, just on a, like a level of basic craft, it's one of the worst films I've ever seen. That said, still better than Black Panther 2 or Ant-Man 3, and uh, I'm, still, I'm still psyched for Craven this summer and Venom 3 this winter. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm just, uh, I may watch Craven, Bob. I don't think, I have yet to see Venom 2. So. I saw Venom 2 on a plane and the audio kept dropping out, but what I saw I liked. Okay. I think it was also only 88 minutes. That's that's very nice. Sony that's, can do yeah. that when they want. Like Sony's films are usually shorter, I feel like, sometimes. Of course this one yeah. wasn't, but <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It easily could have been. It easily could have been. So, Matt, do you know what else is uh, on the tap for the future of the Sony Spider-Man universe? Well, I know they were talking about El Muerto, but I thought Bad Bunny dropped out of that. He did drop out, but they're still talking about doing El Muerto. So it may happen <laughs> without Bad Bunny. Okay. I just don't I don't imagine that happening. Not after I mean, Blue Beetle bombed. S- oh, did Blue Beetle bomb? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure it did. I don't think it did well. I mean, nobody's uh, talking about it. <laughs> Matt, you say you can't see El Muerto happening, but I couldn't see Craven or Madam Webb happening and yet here we are that's true it's very true there's still a sinister six movie maybe maybe i don't think there's any firm plans for it but maybe a sinister six movie and then they're talking about i don't know who the hypno hustler is but they're talking about having donald glover play the hypno hustler interesting i don't know if that's going to be good i like donald glover though so yeah yeah so, do you know who the hypno hustler is i know i don't i don't have a clue no Okay. Do, so, but that only. Sinister Six film, though, Bob, I mean, we've got, how are they going to do that without introducing a bunch of characters that, I mean, what, they're just going to whip out Sinister Six film? Well, I mean, they got, they could do, I, I, I don't think it's for sure they're going to do it at all, but like uh, Venom, Carnage, Morbius, a Vampire AOC from Morbius. Oh, uh, I forgot Craven, about that. Oh, God, yeah. 
Craven uh, and Vulture from uh, like get, the one that, that came gets over you from the six. MCU. So yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Well, I guess that does make sense. I'm just thinking. I was just thinking of Doc Ock not being there or Electro. Yeah, it is a little or... weird. It is a little weird. And they might bring. Maybe they'd bring you know Jamie Fox or or Alfred Molina back. Maybe. I guess they could. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's still talk of like, I, I now it seems like ambiguous if it would be on MGM Plus or if it would be on Amazon Prime. But there's at least still talk of Silk, Spider-Man Noir, and uh, TV shows. And there's talk of a Silver Sable plus Black Cat TV show. Yeah, it's the same stuff. I mean, they, they keep pushing these things, and that's probably what's next on the, on the, on the docket. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Because uh, I, I, I feel sure. like, I feel like, like I had no, I did not think a Madam Web movie would ever be made and there it is it's yeah like, same man same. so we're just gonna keep saying yeah these these things will happen and they're gonna suck but whatever yeah and I, well i guess i don't think we know for sure anything's gonna happen after um, after craven and venom 3 and i mean it does raise the question will the, is this movie so bad will it kill the sunny the sony spider-man universe <laughs> it's a uh, it's entirely possible uh, well great job madam webb indeed you've indeed. killed you've killed the sony universe possibly yeah, I think I think Craven's gonna. Sad. I think it's Craven's last stand is gonna be the last stand for well, for Sony. We'll, get, we'll definitely get Venom three. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what a what a wild time, what a wild time, man. So uh, I, I I appreciate you letting me yell at you about uh, Madam Web. It was a important part of my therapy. Well, it's, it's uh, I, I'll never watch the film, Bob. So at least while I'm alive, Matt. At least That's while right. I'm alive. Nope. All right. Well, this has been the. I would say this is better than the Batman episode, but not much. Yeah. So the second worst Uncanny Tracks episode of all time. I am Bob in Cascadia. That is Matt in the Southland. Join us for our coverage of something actually good, which is to say the John Hickman Fantastic Four run. Have a great night, everybody. Thanks for listening.